Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Welcome back, everybody, to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money, and I am out of my mind excited for today's guest because it's one of my good friends, Drew Cannoli. Now, you've probably seen Drew all over TV, all over the internet before. Everybody knows who he is. He's a total rock star in the world of fitness and nutrition and mindset. You know, the founder and CEO of FitLife TV and the gigantic supplement company Organifi. You know, I bet you've seen him every single time you pull up your Facebook, he finds a way into your family room. But what you don't know about Drew is that he also has a huge heart for others. And he really does all of this in order to just do his part to transform the world one person at a time. And I cannot wait to show all of you how he is doing that. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you, we are always adding people to the waiting list for my elite business mastermind. That way you're the first to know when we open up enrollment again, because there's only going to be a handful of spots available when we do. So if you are a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, or if you've just barely squeaked over seven figures, and you want to learn how to get into solid several seven figures over the course of one year by plugging into a tribe whose literal mission is to lift you up and make sure you succeed, then this is totally the mastermind for you. Go check it out at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. You can learn all about it there. And if you want to get on the waiting list to be one of the first in line, then all you have to do is fill out the application and that'll come to us and that secures your spot in line on the waiting list so that you're the first to know when we open up registration again. Again, it's fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind. Go check it out, fill out the app there, and we'll get in contact with you to let you know that you have secured your spot on the waiting list. All right. Now, sitting down with Drew. Drew is my brother. Drew is my boy. I've had the privilege of getting to know him so well. He's one of my closest friends. And so I get a chance to go really deep with him, you know, asking him what holds people back from the success that they really want, talking to him about his own money mindset, struggles growing up, how he overcame all of that, how he lost 40 pounds to become the ripped guy you see all over FitLife TV right now. And we do a deep dive into why and how he has such a wide range, meaning he loves beautiful things as much as he loves beautiful impact. And we talk about why you should too. And he even has a special gift that he surprised me with at the end of the podcast for all of you guys. So I cannot freaking wait for you guys to plug into my boy, Drew. He's an epic human being. So get ready, listen up because this episode is incredible. All right, Drew, my brother, and I mean that when I say my brother, how you doing? I am fantastic, Chris. Thanks for asking, my man. It's such a delight to be on here, man. I love For the Love of Money podcast. So good. So good. <laughs> I love that you're a listener. That actually like makes my day that somebody like you listens to the podcast. Oh, come on. You, you got to support the people you care about. That's you true. Know, that's a thing. That's true. You listen to my podcast, I consume mass quantities of your gold. It's a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a fair trade. All right, so 
Listen, I'm, I've been doing something new lately with my guests, and I'm having a blast with it. I kind of call it rapid fire. It's a chance for my listeners to get to know you in a hurry instead of starting out with your story and all this other stuff to build up to the good stuff. I'd rather get there right away. And then if something comes up during this rapid fire that we want to do a deep dive on, we'll just circle back to it. Are you in? I am totally in. All right. So first thing that comes to mind with these questions, we'll start with an easy one. Where'd you grow up? Lake City, Michigan. Ooh, love it. Midwesterner. And where yeah. do you live now? San Diego, California. Perfect. What's one of your superpowers? Uh, connecting with people in oh. a really deep way. Love it. What's one of the things that you are afraid of right now? Um, yeah, removing myself from the organization. Like not, not being utilized, I guess. I can understand that one. That's for sure. Uh, one of your favorite books? Um, well, Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. That's legendary. One regret you have? I would say, gosh, regrets. I would say pursuing my dream earlier. Clarify. Like I, I started Fit Life TV seven years ago. I would have started much sooner. Or, yeah, basically. What was the next question? Uh, well, no, that was it. One regret you have. So I was just clarifying. It's literally... The fact that you waited so long to pursue your dream. I waited so long to pursue it. Yeah. So who is, some, my... who is someone who's changed your life? Chris Harder. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, you can, but let's do a backup. <laughs> uh, Frank Scheidler. Uh, I would say that? one of my greatest mentors in Tampa, Florida. I lived over there for a stint, like five, six years. And I would meet with this 87-year-old sage every morning for breakfast for a couple hours and uh, we would wake up, we'd read scripture together, we'd read some Joel Goldstein together, and we'd set our intention for the day. Uh, he's just overall badass. And he taught me so much about being uh, a king and being there for other people in life. So super powerful. I love that. I can't wait to dive in a little bit deeper on some of that stuff. Okay, a couple more rapid fire questions. What is something generous you've recently done? Um, well, I gave two people raises today. Hey, so. that's all. Isn't that the best <laughs> feeling ever? Ever. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And then last but yeah. not least, what is one of your all time favorite accomplishments thus far? Um, I would say Organifi, the company, like it just blows me away year after year. Uh, what's happening? I'd say the Inc 500, you know, coming from the small town of Lake city, Michigan, where the per cap per household is like 30 grand per year. Um, and being, I, I guess what the material world would call successful is a huge accomplishment, um, in my life. Cause it's something that I've been striving for. So for the love of money, right? Let's use that as a launch pad to get a little bit deeper into the interview now. So it wasn't that long ago. You mentioned it. It was just like seven years ago that you had a yes. job, a job, like literally, I think it was like credit and debt settlement or something, something yeah. like that. And now today here you are this this online celebrity persona with this massive company. Matter of fact, how big is Organifi as of right now? Um, what do you mean? Uh, Employee-wise? How, how would you quantify it? I would say we have 100 employees. That is insane. Um, yeah, so it's, it's huge, dude. All right, so how'd you go from this Midwest born and raised to California living and thriving in just a few years? Well, that's a great question. So I would say... One of the greatest lessons my mom taught me growing up as a young boy, as a youthful boy, you know, really uh, the biggest lesson was your heart, you know, because you could have all the material wealth in the world. You could have 
Um, you could be the best looking person. You could have the greatest car, nicest houses. But at the end of the day, really, it's your heart. And she would tell this to me all the time. And that's something that I would say is my superpower as well is just always loving every single human being I come in contact with, with and just giving to them relentlessly as much as possible, just giving, 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 and also filling my own cup up day in and day out so that I'm not giving from just the cup, but I'm giving from the saucer. Um, it's been like one of my models, one of my values, my whole entire experience. So um, it's naturally through karma or whatever you want to call it, it's kind of led me down this path of always receiving the right person at the right time. The universe has just showed up and said, hey, here's another mentor for you. Here's another coach. Here's another person that's going to give you a piece of information that you've been looking for that's going to transform your life as you know it. Are you willing to give up being who you are now to become something more? And every single moment, every single, you know, little golden thread weaving through my life along the way, I've always chosen to give up who I was so that I could become something greater. And uh, it started in Michigan, you know, growing up 25 years in Michigan, eight months, nine months out of the year, gray skies. Anybody from Michigan, they know exactly what I'm talking about. You got your comfort foods like um, what are those tater tots? You got a. Uh, you know, like that casserole, pizza, burgers, all that stuff. So you you probably would imagine a much bigger cannoli back then. I was 40 <laughs> pounds heavier in Michigan, right? And the type of thought that I was after, the type of consciousness that I wanted to create in my life was very rare in the state of Michigan at the time. Not to say it hasn't changed because it's definitely shifted quite a bit. But at the time, that level of, of awareness just wasn't there. It wasn't, I just didn't want to live there anymore. I, I had hit my expiration date on that goal. So I decided to move to Florida. After school, I went to Central Michigan University and um, pursued a, a, a fruitful career in mortgages. And this was the height of the real estate boom, right? And um, I moved to Florida shortly thereafter because I had a friend who was doing really well in real estate and mortgages, all this other stuff, like everybody else and their brother back in 2005, 2006. So I decided to move to Florida and the weight continued to pile on and my escapism continued to build up. I thought I was happy, but I was hiding a lot of my emotions. I wasn't living my vision. I wasn't living my highest dream. I had a lot of scars from the past and I was holding on to that. So it wasn't until really I had this um, basically this death experience in a dream. I dreamt that I died and it was so lucid. It was so real. Um, I'm sitting in my casket and there's like five or six people at my funeral and I'm looking around and I'm like, gosh, all the work I've done, everything that I've created, these are the only people that showed up to my funeral, uh, to pay, you know, a, a due or whatever to pay the, the thing, whatever they call it at funerals. And, um, I'm like, I don't want my life to be like this. So I woke up and I'm like, I get to make a radical shift and I want to do something that changes people's lives. And I want to inspire people in such a deep way to where they don't just remember it for two, three years, but it's remembered for hundreds of years, for decades, whatever you want to call it. And that's when I literally threw the towel in, in credit. And I knew I studied NLP, neuro linguistic programming. And I knew one of the, the things was you have to change your environment to change your identity in transformation. So I'm like, the environment that I'm in, I'm hanging around guys that make a ton of money. Like, and I was making great money too. We were traveling to Vegas on private jets and just drinking 
emotions away and, and doing all that stuff. Like I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to. And, um, and if not, then you can relate to it in a different way, I'm sure. But we were doing all this stuff and I just felt so empty. Like it, there was no meaning to it. And, um, I decided that I needed new friends. I needed to surround myself with people that were also looking to impact the world in such a way. So I decided to move to this beautiful place called San Diego, California. And um, I had visited a couple times before this, but I noticed the awareness level was really high. Like Encinitas, uh, San Diego, people were doing yoga out here. Like that was just unheard of. And at the time in Michigan, let alone Florida, right? It was just, people just didn't do this. There was nobody drinking kombucha in Florida at the time or even crazy enough to consider a green juice seven years ago. So I moved out to San Diego and didn't know anybody. And I literally, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to document my journey. And I, I'm going to become a influencer talking about health because I had 40 pounds to lose. And this was before influencers, right? Like this is seven years ago. So imagine that. Like I was like the OG of influencers on YouTube at the time. <laughs> you really were actually. <laughs> and uh, so I just started making juicing videos and talking about health. I started, re I was reading a book a week. I've always read. I've been this voracious reader. And uh, throughout all of that, we've just amassed this beautiful following of people uh, over the past seven years, we've got about 4.5 million followers on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. And really at the heart of it all is uh, helping people with their health. Yes, nutrition, but also with their mindset. Like we, we've been doing Mindset Mondays for the past seven years. And um, it's, it's really created these radical shifts in people literally all over the world. So it's really giving me like a chance to remove the old little Drew, the little me, and become a big we. So with that vision in mind, we've created Organifi three years ago. And, and I can walk through. We're going to get more into this, but we created Organifi uh, three years ago because of this massive uh, family that we created on Facebook and YouTube and whatever. And um, it's just been so rewarding to nourish our employees to nourish the people that are in our community and just see all of this grow so much, my man. I'm so blessed. Every day I wake up and I pinch myself because I feel like I'm literally living in the dream that I had seven years ago before I started this. Man. And it's it's so true. You know, if you have a vision and you literally go after it with tenacity day after day, you will you you can create whatever you want to create. And that's crazy. So I think um where people lack vision, obviously they perish inside. We've all heard that quote. But most people have a vision that they are scared uh, of, like I was, and they just turn the volume down and they mute it inside of them. And inside of them, by turning the volume down, they slowly die. Most people go to the graveyard with their music and they never let it out. So I made it my mission seven years ago to let this freaking music out of me and inspire and impact as many people as humanly possible. And it's been a, an amazing journey, dude. Oh my God, so. I freaking love that. So I had so many questions come up during your story because it's such an amazing story. My first question was this, who were the five or six people at your funeral in your dream? Do you remember? Uh, my parents, my sister, my brother, um, and 
one of my school teachers that I had, Mr. Wallander. Yeah, like I remember the dream was so real. Like literally, I I, I must have died in a different dimension or something. That's fascinating. Okay, so that led me to ask this. You said, will you give up who you are now in order to become someone greater or something greater? I feel like that's one of the yes. hardest transitions to make. It's scary for people. Help people who it are is. struggling with doing this. Well, I think the, the meter, the gauge to track, and if I had to guess, I would say a lot of your listeners are also uh, maybe just getting into business. Maybe they're generating anywhere from a quarter million to you know, two million, 10 million and beyond. Um, but really, I think the big thing to gauge this is to track your joy day in and day out. How much joy are you expressing? How much enthusiasm do you have day in and day out? And um, when, you're mo- when you're measuring that with your vision, then you know that you're making the right decision. So in every event, and I'll, I'll use this example, like if there's something that you absolutely loathe day in and day out, and you're doing it, you're doing the wrong thing. The goal is to raise your frequency up so much all day long that eventually you can come and go and do whatever you want, um, and you have enough uh, financial you know, astuteness to do whatever you want as well at that particular point. But you have to give up who you think you are in every moment and not be attached to the ego or the identity that you've accumulated from uh, school, from the different awards, the different accolades that you've mounted to this false persona of who you really are. Because who you really are is so much greater. You are a living, walking, breathing miracle that you're even here. You had a 400 trillion chance of showing up in this planet at this time. So if you're not truly executing on your vision, on your mission, on your life purpose, and you're feeling like you're slowly dying inside with what you're doing, it's time to wake up like I did from the dream. And when you wake up, beautiful things start to happen, unimaginable events, circumstances, people start opening the door up to things that you couldn't even comprehend before. Drew, you said to track your joy. Do you mean literally track it or figuratively? track it like statistically i'm talking about scale of one to ten at the end of the day how much joy did i express was i at a 10 if i wasn't at a 10 what did i do uh where's the you know the feedback mechanism i was a seven well i was a seven because i sat in a two-hour meeting and i really didn't like to talk about those statistics that were part of this thing it was really boring for me okay well what would make it well if somebody else could do this if i could entrust somebody if i could elevate and delegate if i could enlist somebody to do this for me so I don't have to do it in the future. Who's that person? What skill set do they have? List it out. List out those skills and eventually the universe will literally deliver to you that person in which you created in the mental landscape. But if you don't know who it is and you're just continuing to be in this robotic like 3D world without really stepping out and observing your life, as the observer, you're going to continue to do the same thing over and over again. 10 years, 20 years down the road, you're going to be in the same spot because you weren't observing your life uh, from that higher plane. Oh my God, that that's sense? such good advice. It makes so much sense. And, and this is something I struggle with right now. And I'm going to start tracking my joy just because you said this. Um, I feel like I'm in the muck right now. All of our dreams are coming true, but I'm not thoroughly enjoying it, even though they're all coming true. And I, I see you, just because I've gotten to know you so well, you know, running off and playing the guitar with your shirt off every day and being down at the beach and swimming in your <laughs> lap off. pool. Hey, and... I played my guitar with my shirt off once. <laughs> <laughs> we played and that quite a bit. Come like on. You're always doing just like 
epic stuff at the same time as being the founder and CEO of this company that, I don't know, what are you gonna do, a couple hundred million dollars in sales next year? So how in the world do you pull this off? Um, well, the, the big thing is, is surrounding yourself with A players and people that you love. Not only are they skilled, but you love to spend time with them too. Um, and that's the team that I have. I mean, I could trust my team with anything. I could go off for three to six months if I really wanted to and know that it would probably do better than even me being in there. And I, I say that kind of, there's a half truth to that because as entrepreneurs, we like to come in and like throw lightning bolts at people, you know, just to feel like we uh, are needed. So I found myself actually doing that quite a bit in the transition of developing the leadership team and, and whatnot that we have at Organifi and FitLife. And that's when I'm just like, hey, like it's it's time to like really focus on the next phase of my evolution for the business. What am I going to do? You know, what's what's exciting to me now? And um, that's always the question we can ask in any position that we have. What excites me the most and how do I get to a place of loving because it's important. And I loved what you said here, Chris, because you said that you're in the muck and you don't enjoy a lot of that stuff. So if you have the ability to hire somebody and get it out of your way as quick as possible, that's what I would suggest. Many people don't. Many people are like, well, we haven't made the money yet. We're just starting this business. I'm in the muck doing this. I was in the muck for a long time. Like I'm, I'm just in this place now, like over the past year, year and a half. That but uh, give me a second. My computer's actually trying to restart right now. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I would say if you're in it, how can you convince yourself to absolutely love it? And that's when vision comes in, right? So you can love anything in the present moment if your vision is big enough. And that's what I love about what you're doing because you have a massive vision yeah, for what really you're creating. Do. We really do, and that's that's encouragement for me to, to hire a couple more thoroughbreds. We have such a great team right now, and I do love love being around them. We're just a couple thoroughbreds short. So that's, that's great advice. Let's stick with advice on building a big company. You've built a massive company and a massive following and a massive brand. What's the key to building such large followings and such a large company? Um, the key. There's a lot of different directions I can go with this. What's the but one I thing that'll change everybody's future? Go with that direction. Okay. So I'm going to give you a four-step process. Okay. And this is to get more done in 30 days than you've done all year. So number one for me, when I first started Fit Life TV and Organifi, was I wrote down my goal in the morning. I reviewed it in the morning and the evening. Okay, simple. I just wrote my goal down. Uh, number two would be, what did I do right today? And I asked myself this at the end of every single day that moved me towards my goals. So what did I do right that moved me towards my goals? Number three was what would I do different if I had today do, to do over again? It's this point of retrospection. You can start to look at it that way. And then number four would be just be straight and clear. You know, um, I think most successful people um, are very decisive. The reason why most people haven't reached this upper echelon of success is because they kind of just pussyfoot around and they're too afraid to be straightforward. So from the very beginning of Organifi and FitLife, I always told people what was truly on my mind, and I always went deep with the people that first started. Like I wasn't there to 
to play any games, um, casting the vision and letting them know like how important they were to the vision, um, was absolutely key and fundamental. Creating a family really is the, the definition of success in my life. Cause it doesn't really matter what you do, um, day in and day out if you're surrounded by people you love. And that's the same thing with travel, right? You could go anywhere in the world as long as you're with people that you love and you care about. So you're going to spend 30% of your life working. Why not surround yourself with people that you actually enjoy being around? So one of the questions in every single interview is, would I hang out with this person outside of work? And if the answer is a no, don't hire the person. You don't want to be hanging, you know? Like that's a huge, huge thing. And I would say, so the fan, the internal family and demonstrating whatever it is that you're selling, whatever service you're creating is absolutely huge. So being the walking billboard of transformation for me in the beginning where people would pay anywhere from 10 to 25,000 bucks to have me come to their house and transform them, their health. And then seeing my employees and the people that I work with, the family that we've created, um, transform and have their individual transformations as well. Like now you have a whole collective consciousness of people that are on the same page and then slowly, but surely you build up this, uh, extended family, people that are in your club, people that are in your tribe, people that listen to your podcast, people that are on your YouTube videos and they feel that collective consciousness, the frequency of it. And they're attracted to it because people want to be a part of something. You know, I think uh, brands and I think creating a culture and a community, this is the best time to do it. There's so many, uh, you know, problems with the government. We hear all this negative news on CNN and all these things that are happening. And where do people turn to? Well, they want to they want to be a part of something. So if you can create something that people want to be a part of, something that benefits their life immensely, like the power of green juice and micronutrients and superfoods, everything that we talk about health and fitness, then people feel like they belong to that, which is super, super powerful. I think the biggest epidemic in the world today is people feel like they're alone, loneliness. So if you can solve that, which you know we've worked so hard on, having people feel like they're together with us. My tagline in every video is we're in this together for seven years, and I truly mean that. So creating a place for them to come. And the money stream of that just happens to be this liquid light, this organic green juice, gold, red, and uh, things that can transform people's lives. Man, I love that. You know, something I happen to know about the the culture you create at your business is you mentioned earlier you read a book a week, but I also happen to know that you require your staff to read the same book each week or to read a book a week. Tell us about this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so every week we read a book. We choose it, a book together. And we'll cycle through psychology, health, we'll cycle through marketing, um, different books of this nature, you know, and we read it together. And then in the weekly meeting, we talk about it. So we go over it together and we really, uh, it's interesting to see how other individuals in the, the family, how they relate. And it creates this amazing bond amongst the group and everybody grows together too. I believe if you're not growing with the people that you're around, um, you know, you're kind of dying inside. So it's good to grow with them. I totally agree. Okay. So I've had the privilege of really getting to know you and, and of actually calling you a brother. And in that time, I've seen this really dynamic range that you have. In other words, like 
you're unapologetic about loving exotic cars, you know, at the same time <laughs> as being one of the most heart-centered, soul-filled, spiritual individuals I know. And, yeah. you know, one minute you and I are picking out new Ferraris, and then later that night we're talking about God <laughs> and making impact and possible past life scenarios. How did you develop such a unique, wide range in life? I think it's... uh for me, it's just love. You know, I love everyone. I love everything. I love experience. I love contrast. So in any situation, I, I have this lens of almost I'm in awe. Like I look at it as if it's the first time I'm looking at it and the last time that I will ever see it. And um, I just I've really taken a liking to certain things. You know, I grew up in Michigan. So, of course, cars are the big thing like you know, Motown and, and Henry Ford in Michigan and, and growing up around that, my dad was a car guy. He was into selling cars as a kid, you know? So I saw this charismatic man, my pops come home. He was like my hero every day from the car dealership selling cars. And of course there's little Drew who's like six or seven. And my dad would leave for, for work in a suit cause he's this car salesman and I would go to school in a suit. And, um, <laughs> so it was modeling, you know? As That's far great. as, uh, yeah, as far as spirituality and like understanding, um, you know, and I don't know anything guys, like at the end of the day, I think the, the more you think, you know, the less, you know, so I don't know anything about this stuff at all, but I do know I have this great affinity towards understanding, um, you know, life in general, like philosophy, uh, spirituality, cosmology, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's very woo at times, very woo woo. But I think the underlining theme of it all is literally love. And, um, that's my religion, you know, like Bob Marley said. So I think, um, uh, it's been aggregated, you know, it's what gives in the question that I ask myself often is what gives me the most joy and what raises my frequency the most. So I pursue those things day in and day out. And for me, reading scripture, reading spiritual works, studying the Dalai Lama, you know, looking at Buddha's stuff, reading uh, stuff from Jesus, like in the Bible, the Beatitudes, I just consume it. And I think by consuming that yourselves in your body shift and you feel it on a, a vibrational plane. So that just continues to ignite my soul and fill my cup up more or less. Uh, more than anything else, which is why I've continued to just kind of go down this path. So many of our listening, many of our listeners struggle with being okay with liking nice things the way you just described, and at the same time, feeling like they're this great spiritual, intelligent person. Help them reconcile that. So people that are listening to this, they feel like they're evil for liking that stuff. Almost is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, selfish, yeah, evil. Definitely. You know, we're told don't, don't like nice things. You know, do do yeah. more stuff for other people, and they feel like they have to choose one or the other. Yeah, like my my big thing is both and. How can I do both? How can I impact even more people, and how can I feel good in investing in this thing that I really like? And um, that's the thing, because if you feel bad inside about anything at all, it just slows your motivation down for what you can actually materialize in the physical plane. So this really the secret is feeling good all the time. And if feeling good looks like sitting in Chris's white Ferrari, like I'm going to do it as much as possible, right? If feeling good looks like buying a church or buying a, a school for kids in Africa, I'm going to do that too. 
I'm not going to limit myself. This life experience is so short. It's just a breath and it flashes by. Is this going to be significant 20 years from now? The feelings that I have in this moment, is it going to be significant 20 years from now? Mm, I and, love uh, that. This is like living this wide range is really what gives you a true fulfilled life. Yeah, like the, the wide range is everything. Like you get to have it all. You get to experience everything. How'd you feel about money growing up? What were you told about money growing up? Oh, that uh, it doesn't grow on trees. You know, I saw my mom work three jobs. She was a janitor growing up as a kid. Um, I saw my dad lose seven jobs. So there was no security. There was no uh, sense of um, life is easy. You know, it was hard. Life was a struggle growing up and witnessing the struggle day in and day out, seeing the frustration, seeing the breakdown of my parents arguing back and forth about the finances. My dad would go out and heaven forbid he had like a couple extra beers because that $20 or whatever he spent was huge at paying for some of the debt that they had. So I saw that as a kid and a teen and I vowed to never have that life. So I ran from it and in running from it, I realized that, um, I get to have a huge vision for my life or, you know, and for other people. Otherwise I was just, I was going to work for other people. So if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And I just really had this big vision, this overall goal of impacting a billion people's lives at a really young age. And I knew if I could impact people, the money would come. So it was never about chasing money. I find that if I chase money, money runs away from me. But if I chase impact and helping people change their lives, I think that's the big thing, right? Yeah, I totally agree. So how do you feel about money now? Well, I think it's interesting because do you, have you studied Richard uh, Easterlin at all? No. So, and this is fascinating for your podcast, actually. I pulled up a note here because I wanted to share this with you, buddy. This is how big this is, okay? In 1974, there was an economic professor from the University of Southern California who argued that there was little correlation between money and happiness because um, we've, we've all heard that. Like psychologically speaking, I know I've heard this before, that it doesn't matter how much more money you make. If you make 60 grand a year, you're kind of at your max happiness, mm -hmm. right? Well, since then, there's been so many studies around income and happiness levels that prove that it's wrong. So there's one study, actually, they took 40 years of data collected in between 72 and 2010. And what they found was that people that make less than twelve to $12,000, 26% of the time, they're not happy. Twelve to $49,000, it dropped to 13% not happy. 50 to 150,000 dropped to 6%. People that make over 150,000 every year, it's less than 2%. So if my main theme in life is just to be happy and to express joy, I, f I find it very important to be able to come and go and give to other people as much as I want with no limitations, with abundance just flowing over me from all facets. Because when you start generating happiness for other people, when you can start bumping people up past 150 or their happiness levels because they're just struggling financially, I think that really, really, really raises um, your level of happiness up. I think that's the kind of been my model for life is just really um, helping other people break through 
whatever limiting beliefs that they have around anything. Money is a huge one, as you know, which is why I love your podcast so much. Man, I appreciate that. I feel the exact same way. When you can help produce a better financial life for other people, it gives them more options because that's all it does. It just gives you more options. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best feelings in the world. So what do you think holds people back from accumulating the success or the wealth that they really want? I think, number one, it's just mindset, right? Mm-hmm. They hold on to a lot of the stories that they've had about money. All the stories about um, it's hard to make money. Like this is one of the biggest things. People actually believe it's hard. So if you have that story going on in your mind, it's going on in your body, which uh, biologically speaking, we have what's called the vagal nerve. And that's the oldest nerve in the human body that actually vibrates. People feel it on an energetic level. We're intuitive beings. So when people feel that you're struggling or money is hard, they don't really want to give money to you. So if you're in a sales position and you're struggling to make a sale, well, it's because your vibration's off. So if you can adjust it even before you make the sale, if you can be in a state of overall abundance everywhere you go in that mindset, constantly affirming that money is infinite, it's coming in like a tidal wave. It's so easy to make money. Money's being printed up right now. When you start to adopt that in your subconscious, the universe will start to reflect that back to you. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I remember my money mentality was so poor. I'd get money and I'd spend it. I believed back in the day that uh, paycheck to paycheck was the only way. I mean, I remember writing checks to myself so I could cash it before my check actually came. Wow. Like that's, I mean, I'm basically praying that my check would show up on time so my bank would get hit with fees and everything else. So... It's crazy, right? It really is. I've, I've been there too. I know exactly the feeling and it's amazing how quickly you can come, you know, how far you can go, how quickly if you just kind of shift this energy around money. It's, re, it's remarkable. I want to ask you another question. You said earlier that you had this dream that you died and five or six people only showed up and that was your wake up call to leave a bigger mark. What do you really want your legacy to be, Drew? I think um, for me... I would love to, you know, I'm, I'm an awareness chaser in Michigan, you know, the awareness level that I talked about moving out to San Diego. So helping people quite literally wake up, that's my legacy. And as many people, it's humanly possible to wake up to their higher calling, their vision for their life, their life purpose, their health, in whatever way that looks like. You know, so really just waking up, which is why I've been doing a Facebook Live uh, pretty much every morning at 6 a.m. It's called Waking Up With Drew because that's the, the legacy. It's like how many people can we get to feel as good as I feel? Like I would never want somebody that I love, a family member or somebody that's a part of my community to not feel as good as I feel day in and day out. And I know it's possible. What's somebody's first step to waking up then? Um. I would say really with great observation and retrospection, looking at all the stories that have held them back so that you know when those stories, when you're running on stories or you're running on, um, you know, something else. Does that make sense when you're in that state? So I would say write them all down. What are all the beliefs that you've been holding on to that you're willing to give up? 
do a ceremony with it. Write down all those beliefs, all the things that you've been holding on to. And then one night, pick a day, go out and bury it in the ground. Dress in all black. Maybe this is a funeral for your limiting beliefs. Bury it in the ground. Now make sure it's a biodegradable piece of paper, okay, for all the environmentally friendly people out there. And um, yeah, say goodbye to those beliefs. And then call yourself out on your bullshit. Like when you're playing small, is this really me or is this one of my beliefs? Is this a story? What am I afraid of? Am I afraid of my own success? Most people are afraid of their own light more than anything else. Mm, yes. am, I, am I afraid of death? Am I afraid of death so much that I just constrict myself and I stay inside my house and I don't approach that girl that I really like, that I, I saw out because I'm afraid of rejection, like because rejection is related in a subconscious level to dying inside? Is that what I'm afraid of? And if it is, just have a greater level of awareness for yourself. And just be okay. Like, look at life uh, through the eyes of curiosity, like the way a five-year-old child would look at it. Yeah. And I think that's that's magic. That is magic. I love that. Okay, so th that brings an offshoot question for me. You're one of the most woo-woo people I know. I, I think most people don't actually know that about you. I mean, like, out there woo-woo as described by a, an average everyday person. Not by me, but by, you know, an outside inlooker kind of, kind of a thing. But that's where the magic is. Like when I uh, decided to become more open, that's when the magic started happening for Lori and I. And every wealthy, you know, successful human being that's creating massive impact that I know, you could put them in that category of participating in the woo-woo. So what do you have to say to the people who are, you know, too scared or too judgmental or, or, you know, holding themselves back from really letting go and participating in some of this? Hmm. That's a great question. I think it's just start. Silence your mind. You know, even spending three to five minutes every day, stopping all the noise in your mind and listening to what you really want. And some people would call it your higher self, God. People would call it universe, soul, soul self. Um, whatever that is, give yourself silence to listen. And the more you do it, the more rewarding it will be. The more, the more uh, happiness you will feel, the more you'll feel recharged. You'll feel like you're not really working at all. Like you're just kind of moving through life like nature, right? You're just kind of rowing downstream in your canoe versus rowing upstream. So it's tapping in. It's really listening and getting silent. And divinity will speak to you. And it has for me my whole entire life. And I, I know when I get off track too because there's always you know, crazy, crazy signs that I see. And uh, you can be an observer in your life. You know, Expect to see the unseen. Expect to see miracles show up. I think what the problem is, is most people are so muted in their brain. Um, they're so used to doing the same things over and over again that they have like these blinders on their eyes and they're not really seeing the magic. So if I could encourage anybody listening to this today, it would be to just silence yourself in the morning and make a declaration to start seeing more magic, more miracles 
uh, a greater unfoldment of capacity in who you are as this human being, this human uh, suit of light, because broken down, every single cell in your body is really just uh, a fractal of the universe. You know, literally, we breathe in. Uh, every two weeks, we lose 7% of our body and we gain 7% of nutrients, minerals, different things that are environment to uh, create the human body. 7% every two weeks. So you are literally a human um, flame, essentially. So stepping into that and becoming that is is uh, super, super powerful. Man, good stuff. Especially like when you said, start to expect to see miracles. I love it. Okay, I got two questions up for you, but before I do... I want to know where can we find you and what is your favorite product that you guys make? Yeah. Okay. So you can find me, um, on Facebook, Drew Canoli, Instagram, and, um, you can also find me on fitlife.tv, our website. And also because I love your people so much, they can find me on organifi.com. And if they use the code abundance, which you are right. <laughs> yep. They get 20% off. So Organifi with an I. And I think Chris will post a link below this as well. Dude, that be- is so oh. freaking awesome of you. 20% off, that is awesome. Okay, guys, use the code abundance when you go check out at Organifi. It's Organifi with an I at the end. We'll make sure to put the link in the, in the show notes. Dude, that's awesome of you. Thank you for doing that. What a gift. Yeah, yeah thank you. Get Thanks the for gold. having me on. Get the gold, everybody. Trust me, get the gold. It is so freaking good. It's a, it's a game changer. You know what's funny is Lori and I have a, a great supplement company that you know we work with, except the gold fills this gap that is that we don't have anything for. And it's literally been a game changer for us. I love it. And I uh, that means a lot coming from you because I know... Looking at your Instagram, my man, you've you've tested a lot of supplements. So mm-hmm. this is this is really high caliber stuff. It is organic. It's got turkey tail in the gold, which turkey tail in Japan they use for um, fifty different pharmaceutical companies actually use turkey tail and a lot of their stuff to boost immune system health. It's got turmeric, coconut MCTs. It literally tastes like uh, Autumn had a baby with a marshmallow. It is. <laughs> That's the best product description I've ever heard. Okay, two last questions for you, my brother. Um, this one's always meant to inspire. It's meant to start that chain reaction of giving. Yes. So what is one of your favorite all-time moments of giving? Um, yeah, this is a great question. It actually happened pretty recently. I just um, I felt like there's a lot of homeless people in San Diego, and one thing that we did is we rounded up a few of our friends and we fed like 500 homeless people in San Diego by buying a bunch of pizza. Now it wasn't gluten-free, so I was a little bit disappointed in that, (laughs) but, um, yeah, just having the ability to help people, um, often that have less than we do is one of the cornerstones in my life. And I want to do a lot more of it too. So we definitely get to have a little chit chat about pencils of promise, my brother. Yes, I cannot freaking wait. You're gonna love it. We gotta go go overseas together and build some schools. All yes. Right. So, last question, signature question: Why should people be unapologetic about their pursuit of wealth or success? Because money helps other people. Like it's just energy. It's love. So the more you acquire, the more your ability is to help other people. It's to really inspire change. It's to um, lift people up. It's just a tool. 
that's all it is. Money is just a tool. It's nothing to be afraid of. And um, money is love, period. Mm, I love it. I love it, Drew. Thank you so much, brother. And I mean that when I say brother, you are one of the, the most important people in my life. And I'm just so grateful to be able to tap into you and to share you with all of our listeners as well. And thanks for the gift of Organifi, man. 20% off. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. And I'm headed over to your uh, iTunes right now to leave your review because uh, I haven't left a review yet. So I'm going to make it happen. Okay. How dare I love you, it. man? How dare you? Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.